Isn't it amazing? It's five days till Christmas. And what do you do for Christmas? Today we are in 3rd John. It's one chapter. It's only 15 verses, so once again, we probably will be short today. But it's amazing. I say, what do you do for Christmas? A lot of us have family come home or we go visit family. And a lot of us... You know, I one of my favorite memories is going to my Uncle John's when we were younger. My Uncle John had three kids, and isn't that amazing? We're in John, and I'm thinking of my Uncle John. <laughs> anyway, they had three kids that were the same ages as us three kids at the time. They were the same genders as us three kids aged the same way we were and it was amazing we'd go there they lived in minnesota they had snowmobiles we loved to do outdoor sports they did outdoor sports and it was just a fun time so we went there for christmas and so what's your point my point is it's all about hospitality and sharing your home you know and it was an interesting christmas that year to say the least so i'm just gonna leave it at that we had fun and I hope your Christmas is fun. I hope you're ready. You know, I hope that the hustle and bustle of the season hasn't got you stressed out over it. I know, like, for us, my wife has been working overtime and extra hours, so we truthfully don't have the Christmas items purchased yet. But we're not stressing because it's all about Jesus, right? And there's this peace that passes all understanding that we know is good. And our hospitality this year is having our kids home. Because, you know, we have two kids away for college. They'll be home. We have some kids that are, the rest of our kids are out. They live on their own, have their own family. Some of them will be home. So that will be good, right? So... John, the third letter of John is a letter to Gaius who he is pleased with because he shows hospitality to people. And one of the greatest things about loving your neighbor, love each other as I have commanded you, is when we show hospitality. We invite people into our homes. And, you know, one of the greatest things that we like to do and right now our church is an hour away so we we have had our f church people over when they would be willing to make the drive and that turned out really well a lot of them did make the drive but since it's so far a lot of times we just meet them for lunch or we'll all go out to lunch after church you know and that local diner there that we walk in and they're like whoa 
you know, because we got all these people, but they can accommodate and they're happy. So we get to have, we get to have hospitality that way. There's all kinds of different ways. Uh, some of our church families have shown great hospitality to new people in the church who run across hard times. They've invited them into their homes for holiday dinners. They've invited them in, invited them into their homes uh, at one case when they were in between places to live, which is huge. And so what Gaius, uh, Gaius is getting from John here is a letter of kudos. Hey, man, good job. You are being faithful to God when you care for the traveling teachers who pass through, even though they are strangers to you. So when we're showing hospitality to people, that, you know, we may not know 100%, whether it's inviting them over for a meal or as some of the people in our church did, having them stay with them till they get to their next place of residency while they're waiting for it to be ready. That's huge, and John commends that. And so kudos to the people in our church as well. See, it the Bible praises you for that because that's showing that you truly have the love of God in you. And what John is writing about here is like when we have evangelists go, you know, in our church denomination and many others are filled with evangelists that go preach the word of God. And I have many evangelist friends. The pastor I was associate for where I'm at now who left, he left because the calling of evangelism was on his heart, and he went to be an evangelist. Now, he's now pastoring a church in Iowa, but he was on the road as an evangelist for a couple years, or maybe a year, but he he did it wholeheartedly. And so, you know, what was interesting was seeing his schedule fill, seeing him do things, you know, and, and watching him, and just seeing how his schedule filled. I have great friends that are in evangelism. Uh, I go to their meetings Monday and Tuesday and just let them evangelize to me through Zoom. And then, you know, this right here, what we do through podcasts is a form of evangelism. So here's the other thing I want to throw at you. We're all called to evangelize. And we're like, oh, no, I don't do evangelism. You do. If you share Jesus with somebody and share your story with somebody and be a witness for Christ somewhere, somehow, some way, in a sense, you're evangelizing. Now, are you a itinerant evangelist that goes around preaching the word of God to churches and people? Maybe not. Okay. Those are called people that are few, you know, that are few and far between, that are special, that do really great work for the kingdom. But we all have a sense of evangelism that we can do just by sharing our story with other people. And in my other realm of work that I do, it's called organic outreach, and we really need to be those people. And share the love of Christ with people. So 
In this letter, he's given Gaius all kinds of commendation for being hospitable to those people because our evangelists need our love, okay? Our itinerant evangelists need our love. Pastors that do pulpit supply need our love. People that fill in for us and go around helping us need our love, and they need to know that we're hospitable to them. We need to, as a group, show it to each other. We need to invite people into our homes. My uh, associate pastor has people in his home all the time. He lives right there in our, our church's town, so he has people in his home all the time. He does a great job of being hospitable to people. And we just had an event that we had to cancel, but and in fact, we didn't cancel. We changed the way we're going to do it, all because our associate pastor is like, hey, let's do it this way. And it's a way of being hospitable. And I kudos to him for reaching out like that. So way to go, Andy. And so in all of that, he says, Good job, Gaius. But then he says, don't be like Diotrephes. All right? Beware of Diotrephes. Because he is different. He doesn't listen to other leaders because he wants to be the leader himself. He refuses to have anything to do with any other leaders. And when he hears about other leaders, he talks about them and doesn't want anybody else to have anything to do with them either. Now, I know people like that. I actually had someone trying to be the leader in a church I was at that told me as the leader, as being the leader, you should be the last one in your church. People should not have your phone number. People should not be able to approach you. You should just be the last one in your church. You should make your way to your uh, place of position and deliver the word, and then you should be out of the church. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. I said, that is not what ministry is about. I said, if you look at where Jesus walked the earth... Jesus didn't isolate himself from the people. Jesus was always available to the people. So I said, no, I'm going to keep being available to the people. They can have my number if they need it. When I'm going to get here early, I'm usually first. And I'm going to be amongst my people, just like Christ was amongst his people. And it miffed him. And, of course, because he couldn't be the leader, then he started talking about me. And to this day, him and his cohort, they have their own entity, and they don't let anybody in their entity, and they talk about others that want to be the leaders. Not very nice. (laughs) And so... You got to be aware because that happens. So what what Paul, what, there I go again, Paul. What John is saying is that, one, not biblical, and two, remember, if it doesn't follow the method of Christ, you got to be aware of it. And don't let those bad influences, bad examples influence you. 
only watch and see and let the example of what Christ is about be your example. So if it doesn't follow what Christ does, let that be a perk to you and let that be a warning sign that says, hey, if this doesn't do what Christ does, then maybe there's something to it and I should beware. So then John says, you know, like Demetrius, because everybody speaks highly of Demetrius. Demetrius is a good man. So, you know, and I, it reminds me of a guy I knew in the same setting who was called Demetrius. We called him Michi. And he was a good dude. He was a good kid, a good person. And that's what he was known for. That's why he called him Michi, because he, he did good things for all his friends. And so, you know, I got one that promotes himself, promotes what he does, promotes how he thinks, promotes. And, and I just, you know, I saw this same thing even with the deceased because the with the deceased, it, it became more about self-promotion than the grieving family. And so that's the stuff we got to be aware of, and that's what John's talking about. Don't let these bad examples influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children, and those who do evil prove that they do not know God. So what's in their example? How are they living? Do they live by the word? Or do they live contrary to the word? And, and in the, the example I'm talking about, if you see the living example, you would know that it doesn't stack up. So John is really giving kudos to two things here. Kudos to being hospitable. Let's all be hospitable. And in this Christmas season... You know, that's what it's all about, being hospitable to each other. Let's show good hospi hospitality to each other. And then let's be wise, as he said earlier, to what leads us. Do they follow the word? Be discerning of the spirits. Do they live what they are supposed to live as leaders in Christ? Or does what they exemplify go contrary to what the Bible teaches? And if we don't know, then maybe we should check it out in the Bible or with somebody that we put a lot of trust in on the other side. We have to... We have to know the word. You know, the psalmist wrote, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. And remember, Satan even knows the word, so he used the word to manipulate the word to try to make Jesus fall, but Jesus didn't fall because he knew the word, and he rebuked Satan. So what we got to do is understand that the enemy's out there and the enemy's going to try and do anything he can, especially on the hustle and bustle of the season.
to try and trip us up. But if we know that we have Jesus in our heart, he will be giving us a discerning spirit. And if that comes up, then we know that he will guide us in all that we have and help us make right decisions on who helps us through this walk. And in all that we do, the one thing remains. We have to love like Jesus loves. And in that, we have to be hospitable. Remember, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, hey, let's go to your house. Remember, with Matthew, after he called him to be his disciple, he went to his house. Jesus was about hospitality. So let's be hospitable to each other and share the love of Christ in whatever way we can so that we can make a difference and show people how great our God is this Christmas season. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you Friday when we go through the letter of Jude. Merry Christmas. Hey.